Hello, 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 soul friends, and welcome to this episode of Shine Your Soul Light Podcast, where we are sharing the voices of visionaries who are leading in the golden age. My name is Mary Gooden, and I will be your host. Truly, my mission is to support others in aligning and defining with their ever-evolving mission and purpose, and to restore the highest frequency of unconditional love all across the globe. I do so with courage and authenticity as the heart of humanity. I ask that we all just take a moment of stillness and silence. Close the eyes and open the heart. May we anchor in love, compassion, and grace. And may we receive wisdom, guidance, and inspiration. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Joining me on this fabulous episode today is, I'm going to say, the one and only Terry Bowman is here to share with us. Uh, Terry is a magnificent spirit, woman, goddess on the planet right now who really came here to shift, if it's fair to say, uh, your misery into this place of blizzery. So Terry, welcome. Mm -hmm. Share with our audience uh, where you're joining from and in your own vibration, right? The truest nature of who you are and how you're shining your light in the world. Well, based on my background, we'll talk about that to you at some stage during the podcast. But um, based on my journey and how I actually come here, my whole mission is to actually end all suffering. So, and that's it, you know, and um, to actually end all hate and end all suffering. So I thought about um, my mission was to actually end all suffering and, and my app Blissery is actually a vehicle that can do that in my global sense. And, um, but I then got the distinction when I was thinking about ending all suffering, that's been a mission I've had for such a long period of time, is that you've got to remove the hate as well. So, so to end all hate and actually, you know, to actually elevate everyone's passion, compassion, love and, and um, empathy and to end the suffering of the human beings in a, in a, in a global sense. I love that. I always love being in front of somebody that is sharing the same, the same love of bringing the universe back to this place of unity and to end all yeah. this, I like to call it elusive nonsense. <laughs> I'll leave it there. Tell us a little bit if you would share with us, Terry, um, perhaps a pivotal moment in your life where this became uh, very very relevant to you that it was it was time for you to be the change that you wish to see so what actually happened it's you know, this is a, a little bit of a big topic because it's not such a short story for me what actually happened is back in uh, just before 2006 you know just on the edge of 2005 um i actually came across a, a um a gentleman, he's an American gentleman called Dr. Bruce Lipton. I don't know if you know of him yet. So, you know, I come, I actually ordered his um, videos, it was videos back in those days. And um, so I ordered a video from America and I, I remember it taking me so long to get to Australia. Um, and the exchange rate was really quite bad. It's actually worse than what it is now. And, you know, I got this video and in this video, I, he actually had the biology of belief. And um, I loved his work, and I got hooked with his work, so I investigated more. But there was an, there was a um, another 
gentleman on the video called Rob Williams, which was the psychology of change. And um, and I thought, oh, wow, that's a missing link to some of the people that we actually had in our business, in our sales team, that was a missing link. So I took myself off to Germany and I took myself off to the UK to learn a specific modality. And I came back and I found out that I was actually really quite gifted with it. And But in that time, I, I realised that people um, sabotaging patterns of behaviour, every six to eight weeks, they would default back into their behaviour. So the, these were people that actually had, um, um, whether it was depression, anxiety, whether it was negativity, whether it was stress, whether it was, um, you know, um, um, sabotaging patterns and so I had to throw that away and I went on a journey to understand the unconscious brain which is in the subconscious it's not the mind because we've got a mind we've got a subconscious we've got an unconscious and we've got a conscious brain and then we've got the soul spirit the meridians and the chakras and everything else in between and they've got the universe or God or whatever you want to call it. So I went on the journey to actually um, understand what, what the unconscious brain was all about. And in that, in my process, I was working with people that were actually <clears throat> really suffering. They were, they had depression, they had anxiety, they had trauma, they had instability in their in their childhood um, they had dysfunctional upbringings and all that type of stuff and I remember Mary looking at their faces and when I could see their face the you know um, I could see the pain in there but I couldn't relate to it because I didn't have depression I didn't have anxiety um, I had some there was some childhood trauma but I dealt with that you know through my own my own personal growth um, and um, and I couldn't relate to it I was high functioning and you know I was a speaker I was actually a guest speaker at different forums and all that type of stuff and I was had a thriving business and um, anyway what actually happened I remember just working with these people and I thinking I don't relate to what I'm supposed to help them but I don't relate to them if you can understand that and and so I surrendered I did one day where I surrendered it wasn't my usual pattern but I just surrendered and I said to God I said God can you please help me identify what these um, understand what these people are going through because I can't relate to them and I don't identify with them and I just, I just kind of put it out there, whether it's the universe, whether it's your spirit, God, whatever it is for you, it was actually that, that life force, that force. And um, within six months, I had a psychotic episode and I was in a psychiatric hospital, locked up. Yeah. But prior to that, I actually had gone through IVF four, five years prior to that. But after, after I actually put it out there, you've got to be careful what you ask for. <laughs> True. Actually, it's so true. <laughs> yeah, I had this psychotic episode, and then what actually happened? It's um, it came out. It just came out of nowhere. Um, it was linked to a menstrual cycle. But I had in in my journey, I've had forty seven psychotic episodes, and every time I had a psycho psychotic episode, um, I can actually share this on this in this platform. My work got better and better and better and better but my understanding so i actually been diagnosed with um schizophrenia bipolar 
um, schizoaffective disorder. I had I was suicidal. I was severely complex depression. Um, I actually had had nearly every mental illness that you could actually possibly have. Plus, I've been insane so many times. And you know, when I was in that moment of insanity, the constant stream of consciousness was just magnificent. It was just a beautiful, you know, insanity is not a bad reality if you actually, if you understand it. Um, but, but it, but it, but it's in that, con I was in that constant stream of consciousness. And, I, but it was actually probably linked, the, the precursor was my IVF. So, you know, I was kind of, I was awakened to my journey. I didn't go on this journey deliberately. I was awakened to it. So, um, but I learned that I actually learned how to, change brains and how to get people out of severe emotional states of suicide, trauma, schizophrenia, bipolar and all that type of stuff based on my journey. And you can't you can't relate to something you've never experienced. And I and I enough experienced so much. And so, you know, um, and it's and it was been it was you know toxic shame. I had to learn toxic shame. I never had that before. But so many people have toxic shame. You know, it could be the shame of their upbringing. It could be shame of their sexual abuse. It could be the shame that they did something that they you know was actually outside their control when they were younger. Does that make sense? But that toxic shame. I had debilitating toxic shame and I had to get that out of my 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 psyche and my emotional body and my identity because it was holding me back. I was so toxic in shame because I, you know, sometimes when you're actually insane, I was walking the streets naked. So, you know, it was actually all of that, you know, when you're actually in a psychotic episode, you have no control over what is actually um, your reality because your external reality and your internal reality is completely in contrast. So, so, but it was the suffering that I went through that I needed the I needed the journey and and um, you know may call it sick or whatever I keep I could actually get rid of the feelings or the memory of the suffering but I keep that inside my my um, mind and I keep that inside my heart so because I don't want to ever get to a point where my where my successes outweigh my remembering and it stops me from going on my course. Mm, that's so powerful. Terry, to like you said, I'll circle back all the way to that piece. Be careful what you ask for, but but even even still, if it's something that's maybe it's something that was being asked of you, obviously, so you could could be the the light and be the beacon and be the lighthouse for for doing this work. And it's true, you you can't relate to something you haven't experienced and. I've said this a lot just on the yoga room floor for, you know, cause that was kind of the first part of finding my path, but you can't relate to something and, and psychologists and, and those that study it, but haven't yet experienced it, have a challenging time helping us. Um, I remember I went to a psychiatrist once because I was in having panic. I was going through one of these, these times where it was like, my life is perfect, but all of a sudden I'm in panic mode and I, my body was responding. And what he told me was, you're in a Ferrari and you're going 140 miles an hour and perhaps you need to breathe. And I'm like, I get that, but teach me how to breathe. <laughs> teach me how to breathe. But 47 episodes, you said? 
47 psychotic episodes over a 16-year period. That was that's a so, master number of 11. Yeah, well, see, I actually when when people come in and say I've had, a, I've had a psychotic episode and they're really debilitated by it, I say, let me tell you, I've got the gold medal. <laughs> I can laugh master about it. Master number. Laughing about it before, yeah, it wasn't funny <laughs> before, but I can laugh about it. So yeah, so I actually, I my, I feel very honoured that I've had forty-seven. So, but but, right. but not only, but not only that is you don't you don't have to let your mental illness shape your life so 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 the the technique that i've developed which is evidence-based now so you know that's evidence-based i'm working with a beautiful um scientist not psychiatrist a scientist in america i couldn't find a scientist to work with me in australia because my work was too woo-woo as far as they're concerned you know it um um, it wasn't grounded, you know, it's really quite, I've actually made the spirituality and, and the grounding of it so people don't get frightened, you know, the unaware people don't get that frightened, but it's actually really grounded. I reprogrammed the brain to change behaviour. So my work is actually programming the brain, but integrating the superconscious into into that work. So it's actually quite spiritual as well, and you get quite a spiritual um, journey with it as well, so it's beautiful. But I've got a scientist that I'm working with, and, and I said to her, our journey is, is to develop energetic medicine. So, and um, eventually, you know, prove that science and spirituality coexist and mm, such a I, I mean we all know but yes it, it really is um, if that's what others need to see to understand that we really do have a purpose and a mission and it is it is that unified place of being you know i like to call it heaven on earth being embodied and human experience and and tapping into that spiritual or that sacred energy yes. as the entire journey not one mm -hmm. or the other not discounting any part of it but mm -hmm. uh, my publishing motto is every experience is a gift to inspire another and that we just get to walk through these experiences mm -hmm. uh, in order to use that experience like mm -hmm. you said to mm -hmm. be able to relate to the people that are drawn to to understand and to know more and then i'm sure you feel this way and then the people that need it are sent to you they they just show up for you and so that's miraculous tell us a little bit about how stepping into the wholeness of this i imagine that going through this time of your life shifted your relationships quite a bit well Gina, that's a really good topic <laughs> that's a really good question what actually happens, um, it's interesting. If you have cancer, you, people rally around you. If you've got a mental health disorder, people there's a lot of people that actually um, don't know how to deal with that or don't like the change in you. Because I was all this one person, you know, and I was actually this role model. And all of a sudden I had a psychiatric, psychiatric um, so I had a psychotic episode. And when I was actually insane, you, when you're actually insane, you actually, your behavior is not the same, you aren't the same. And then it shifts your consciousness quite a bit because you're actually, the, the, the toxic shame and the trauma of actually all of a sudden being mentally ill, severely mentally ill is actually really quite traumatic as well. And I tell people it was like Moses parting the waves. You know, people went left and right, but very few people walked down my 
my road with me. And I remember being in a hospital because being in, in and out of hospital, you know, people people judge you, you know, they a lot of people still judge people with, with mental health disorders. And people judge me and a lot of, I lost a lot of friends over it because I changed. But then as I was growing through my spiritual journey, so my awakening and um and it didn't come with a manual. Does that make sense? Okay. So my my journey didn't come with a manual, and I and I was in pain and I was in suffering, but it was a gift of a problem. But I remember packing up. I was in so much pain, and I'd lost everything. You know, I was actually one stage. Um, I had I I, I had no home. I actually was so sick, <clears throat> and my my then husband, who um, our relationship broke down, and then I got really sick, and he came in and actually. Um, started looking after me because you know every month I was having a psychotic episode, and anyway, um, he got to the stage where he couldn't cope, and I remember thinking I'd either be on the streets or have to be a prostitute to actually um, work. I, I was that I was that low. I was that low, and I had no money, and so life was really tough. Life was really tough, but I didn't have the support of friendships, so my friends didn't relate to me. Um, and I, I really, and I teach people when they come to me and they've lost their lives, I teach them how to rebuild their lives because I had to do that. I was a very competent person. I couldn't talk to people without having panic and attacks and anxiety. That's how sick I got. You know, my, I was actually, I was trying to be positive. I was a positive person before. I was so miserable. I was so negative. I was so, I was so down. I was, I was really low. And um, but it was actually interesting studying studying the um, the behaviours of people when you change, mm. if you can relate to that. And and it's and it's all about them. It's not about you. But it's a, the comparison between cancer and mental illness. So that big comparison, you know, that there was no rallying around. There was nobody when I came home after a psychotic episode and being locked up in a locked ward. Um, there was nobody that came around to offer me flowers or a meal or a bit of companionship. I was actually left on my own. So it's a real solo journey. But, you know, it's um, but the work I do really actually helps heal people. Because what I actually found, you've got to, you know, to heal people, you've got to feel loved. To change, you've got to feel safe, and you've got to combine those two methods into your into your into the modality. So that love, you've got to have love for people, and you so they actually heal, and you've got to get changed. But the modality that I've created it heals the brain, it heals your spirit, it reconnects your your soul back to that life, that universal um, um, source. You know, it, it, it works on your meridians, it just works on changing brain behaviour, but it actually works on you being a really complete human being, spiritually, emotionally, psychologically and physically. Wow, yeah, it does. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, but I love that you brought that to light uh, because you're right, it's not treated the same at all and there's no mm -hmm. empathy or compassion mm -hmm. And it's not always, as you said, this is not just something that you choose. <laughs> just mm -hmm. things start happening and uh, there's no manual. I remember that yeah. when I was going through my divorce and this custody stuff and all this crap was coming at me and I thought, I need a mentor. 
but I, I got much of probably in that realm, what you got, like I'm creating, I'm making you the mentor. So just buckle your seatbelt and, and maneuver, you know, find your way through this so you can share this gift with other people. And mm -hmm. uh, it's harsh sometimes, mm -hmm. uh, but what a gift it is to, to come out again and be that beacon of light to be mm -hmm. the hope, Terry, that you are, that, that mm -hmm. this does happen. And it's not mm -hmm. in our control all of the time. And there is a way out and you can rebuild your life. Tell us a little bit about your modality, would you? Okay. Yes, it's actually called look. I actually had, I shouldn't say look. <laughs> look, look. Um, what actually, what's happened is um, the journey I have, oh, my, my modality name is quantum neurorecoding and I've trademarked that. But I've had challenges with doctors, psychiatrists and psychologists here that have been corporate bullying me for three years. And they've tried to run me out of business because what they're saying is that what I do will actually, um, people will go off their medication. And so, you know, I was using the words on my website, treatment, therapy, um, can, and um, all of a sudden I was, I was reported to the, because I wasn't evidence-based, and, the, and my modality of quantum neurorecoding sounds too scientific. By law, I can't use it. By law, I can't say that this is a treatment. By law, I can't say, I can't go out there and say all these things. I reprogram the brain, but by law, I can't say that because I've got no evidence. But we are evidence-based now. So I've transitioned from a physical business to an app. So my work is actually um all on the app glittering and what it is and so now we have to chat we've had to change it was q r before quantum neuro recoding because i work in the quantum the quantum energy of the the brain so that's where i, I work so so i can't say that um but we now call it the positive auditory stimuli technique <laughs> I, I, I can't relate to it, but that's what it's called. And, and then eventually I'll, I can call it when I can prove it's quantum. Um, but it's, it's, it's a beautiful modality because what it does, you know, we had a bit of a pre-talk before the talk. And what it does is it gets people back being loving human beings. And I don't say that lightly. I've spent 17 years really working hard to perfect a modality that really alters the mind, body, soul, spirit, and the physical being. And, and what it does is it actually really transforms people into being more loving, more compassionate, more accepting, more honorable in their integrity, um, more trustworthy, um, more aligned with their gift and their, their purpose because we all come, every person here comes here with a gift and that gift, you know, it's some, some people are awakened to that gift and some people actually have that burning desire to be in that gift and so, but some, a lot of people are actually stopped because they're actually too constrained in their limited thinking to go outside of what they should be doing and following their purpose and, purpose and, and um, their, their, 
maneuvers the earth and the growth and everything. There's so much science base of, of how frequency and energetically rewiring the body through universal mm -hmm. frequency or energy um, has had profound results. And I'm just so glad that that you have so much to offer us in that in that mm -hmm. space. Well, if you look at the, the body, like if you look at the brain, the spirit, soul, the, the body, and there's a hologram that is actually around, that surrounds us as well. Um, we actually are made up of all harmonic frequencies, and that's why frequency, frequency um, healing, sound therapy works really well. Um, anything with, to do with frequency healing is actually a really good modality to actually engage in. I do a lot of actually rebalancing the spirit, um, re, um, reconnecting the, the life force, um, rebalancing the soul. But we work on those harmonic frequencies. So there's a m massive amount of harmonic work in the work that I do. Mm, I love that. You know, I've got, I usually have my sound bowls up here, but I had. Um... A client across the lake and so i still have them packed away but uh that's one of the ways that i lead and in fact i've been taking these these crystal alchemy bowls with me uh through my travels over the last several months and they told me the other day like we're just using you as a vehicle to so that you go share us with others this consciousness there are harmonics so um, i love it i love this conversation terry thank you so much for sharing so much of you and being vulnerable enough to to share your entire experience with the world in such a way uh, because that's what it takes that's what shining your soul light takes it's it takes you witnessing your own experience and learning how you can hold somebody else's hand and mm -hmm. let them know that it is going to be okay and that there is a way to take the next step forward. Share with us, last question, Terry, one word. Uh, oh, there, your dog wants to share. Yes, it's okay. Uh, that was a perfect time. One word of how it feels uh, for you to lead in the golden age, in this age of acceptance and love and trust. Um, do, you know, do you know what's really interesting? I actually, um, I did a program about 28 years ago and I redid it two months ago and with all this corporate bullying that I've actually had with um you know with doctors and psychiatrists and you know um they're threatening to make me bankrupt with my with the legal fees and you know run me out of business and all that type of stuff there's there's your emotional body that actually your identity and your emotional body actually integrates into and I've I did this program um, and it was a landmark forum. So I revisited the landmark forum. It's um, um, just only two months ago. And we did one on fear and I didn't think I had a lot of fear, but when I got connected with my fears, I was actually really holding on to a lot of fear about moving forward. And after being corporately bullied for three years, I actually, I was playing life safe and I was playing life small. And, you know, and I really kind of got that distinction that I was actually playing safe and I was playing small. And I've got a global vision, vision but I've also got another one that I, I, I generally talk in small groups because I, I'm determined to do this. But one of the goals I've got is actually to win a Nobel Prize for changing the way we actually work on mental health. We deal with mental health. So that's that's my primary, that's my mission. That's my that's my that's my drive 
and the the thing is to end all suffering so if i end all suffering that means we've actually touched the lives of people over there and so when i actually finished this program a couple of years ago and a couple of months ago and realized that the fears that were still in my my emotional body and my identity i had to release all that fear to be able to go and put myself out because when you're actually bullied by big pharma because that would be the next thing is big pharma you know when you're bullied by by people that have got billions of dollars to actually shut you down um it's really scary because my lawyer said that he was actually thinking that he was actually um but caused me to bankrupt with these things that's how much litigation that was going back and forth and back and forth now that i've actually done that program i've worked on my identity and my emotional body and i've realized that um the fears that were holding back holding me back no longer exist and what we're going to do is with the app we're going to have a massive launch in the US next year this year sorry um and it's really it's beautiful for the US market does that make sense because it's all in Australian dollars so it's 30% cheaper 40% cheaper than that but my goal is actually to be a a um a a leader in 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 how we actually transform lives and with the documentaries i found my next passion the documentaries is a love you know i've got my my purpose i've got my passion i've got my mission but the documentaries no one do documentaries and you know um changing reforming um um prisoners so the, so we don't have that repeat cycle when we do documentaries and reforming them i want to do documentaries on you know um um working on women with pregnant then the womb because my my work starts in the womb and um so there's so if we can change the way we actually um work work on babies that are actually developing they came they come out with less mental illness oh yeah and my yeah and so so my work starts in the womb i want to do documentaries on that i want to leave a legacy because i believe with the work that i'm doing in the collective consciousness of um what the collective consciousness is doing that we can eradicate mental illness in the next 2 to 300 years so i want to be a thought leader about change because too many people die waiting for good help right mental absolutely health. you're absolutely absolutely and that's what this is all about I almost feel like your one word would be just excited expansive mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you Terry. Thank you for sharing all of you uh with all of us. Um I'll have some links again on how you can look at Terry's app, how you can learn more about the documentaries, how you can connect with Terry. Everything is going to be in the show notes. Um so thank you Terry. Thanks for being here today and for this wonderful audience uh that keeps on listening. I thank you for sharing and being here until we get to meet again in this beautiful and collective energy i say keep shining your light keep trusting yourself keep sharing your true essence and your love with everyone that you know everywhere that you go till we meet again mm-hmm. thank okay. you bye. bye for now bye.